WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Uh, joining us live, Senator Chris Coons, of course, Democrat Delaware, on the uh, sudden announcement this morning that Nikki Haley would be vacating her post as the United States Ambassador to the United Nations. And, Senator, how did it come down? How did you and your colleagues find out about it uh, today? Just in the media like the rest of us, or was there any pre-warning? Uh, the other senators with whom I've checked today, uh, both Republicans and Democrats, were as surprised as I was. I had no idea that Nikki Haley was about to announce her resignation as uh, ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, I've enjoyed a positive working relationship with Ambassador Haley. Um, I just put out a statement saying I appreciate that she communicated closely and regularly uh, with us in Congress, that she stood up for human rights, um, that she was a voice um, that was more engaged, more active, uh, more forceful on human rights issues. And um, given that the rest of the Trump foreign policy team is sharply critical of the United Nations, um, she built a good working relationship with the Secretary General. Um, and while still being an important part of the Trump team, um, she was able to work um, in, in a way at the UN with a number of our vital partners um, that helped moving forward some, some of our national interests at the United Nations. Of course, as you know, Senator, there's all kinds of speculation. President had a falling out with her. She had a falling out with the president. She always presumed it would just be two years. She's preparing herself possibly uh, to run for president. Maybe the whole thing with the uh, Senate confirmation, who knows, deeply alienated her. There's all kinds of theories. Yes, um, I've heard a lot of theories that um, suggest that Lindsey Graham may be moving to a, a cabinet position and she might take his seat. Um, Senator Graham has already uh, put out a statement saying that's not true, that he doesn't intend to join the cabinet. So uh, there's a lot of rumors uh, swirling around down here in D.C. today. Uh, and so far, not a lot of clarity about exactly what motivated uh, U.N. Ambassador and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, to resignation today. Immediately in you know, social media, both right and left, there was talk about Ivanka Trump replacing her. Um, that is something that's been floated. Um, Alan, I don't know uh, whether that's something the president would attempt. Uh, it would be um, fairly bold and unprecedented move to have an immediate family member um, representing the United States at the United Nations. Um, my colleagues who've commented on that have pointed out that uh, Jack Kennedy had, as Attorney General, his brother, um, but his brother was also a U.S. senator. So uh, it would be a novel move uh, for the president's uh, daughter, who's not, um, got any formal diplomatic experience um, to take that role. We'll have to see whether that's something that happens in the near future. I, I believe uh, as you looked at uh, different possible uh, cabinet nominees, uh, you were probably a little bit more negative or skeptical about Nikki Haley in the beginning, and then you warmed to her. That's right. Um, I asked some very tough questions of her um, in her confirmation hearing. She had very limited uh, background in foreign policy. She did have a strong record uh, as governor. Uh, I voted against her in her confirmation um, and then ultimately went and met with her and said, I apologize. I misread you. You are stronger on human rights. You are stronger on uh, our uh, relationship with the U.N. than I had anticipated. Um, and I frankly have uh, enjoyed a good working relationship with her uh, and complimented her work a number of times in an administration that generally has withdrawn from international agreements or from multilateral uh, engagement with the world. And certainly regarding Russia, she seemed to be, you know, of the old uh, foreign policy establishment uh, challenging Russia right. more. Got to go, Senator Coons. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Pleasure. And uh, Delaware Afternoon News here at 337. Again, the shockwaves at the U.N. and in Washington following Nikki Haley's announcement that she would be leaving uh, her post as U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Let's bring in live CBS News foreign affairs analyst, resident United Nations correspondent, Dr. Pamela Falk, also distinguished lecturer, professor, international law and American government at Hunter College in New York. And uh, I assume, Dr. Falk, you were... Uh, shock like the rest of us, or were there any murmurings at the U.N.? Uh, we were all shocked by the timing and the actual announcement. But there has been speculation for at least six months that she would at some point want to step aside and do something else or at least move over because they, everyone thinks she does have some ambitions for higher office and because of the fact that she was somewhat sidelined as soon as Ambassador John Bolton, who had been at the U.N., became the National Security Advisor. She had had dust-ups with Larry Kudlow over Russia sanctions. She had a dust-up with President when she and Vice President Pence were going to share John Lerner as their National Security Advisor, Lerner being a former pro um, Rubio and and never Trumpy yeah. uh, with her during the primary. So um, <clears throat> there were a few reasons that everyone thought at some point, but this timing certainly looks a little bit like pre midterms. Yeah, uh, some would say in many re- respects. I mean, uh, well, obviously, seem to be completely one hundred percent sympathetic with the administration on Israel, but on some other things, notably Russia. She was more hawkish and more in line with the old yes. Republican, even Democratic foreign policy establishment uh, than the, the new uh, people in the Trump administration. Yes, absolutely. She was very tough on Russia. Just two weeks ago, she called an urgent meeting of the U.N. Security Council to call out Russia for skirting U.N. sanctions. So she was much tougher um, than this administration was. But part of that was also um, her interest in making sure those those sanctions kept in place. She felt very proud, and she mentioned it this morning, of her policy of, sanction, of putting heavy sanctions on North Korea and also focusing on Iran, which was a policy designed to make sure Israel was in a different place at the U.N. than it is today. Of course, when that famous op-ed column appeared in the New York Times castigating the Trump administration from U.N. and everybody's pointing fingers at one another, and she issued a strong denunciation, uh, said whatever uh, she would uh, disagree with with the president would be done in private. Uh, but some thought right, uh, but, even uh, that might have... Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I just love the conversation with you. Um, Alan, the... Uh, that also highlighted that she was saying, look, I disagree with him. Yes, yes. And um, all, that's always very sensitive for this president. Now, she did um, leave in a uh, moment of, I'll campaign for you in 2020. Yes. Uh, she was the first woman named to his cabinet, and she supported all of these decisions of U.S. withdrawal from the Paris climate, the U.N. Human Rights Council, the Iran nuclear deal, 
and uh, still had a very good relationship with diplomats um, and know, knew many of them from when she was a governor on trade policy. She knew, knew the French, the EU, the UK ambassadors, all because she had done some. She was a rookie to foreign affairs, but she had done a lot on international trade before. Yeah, quick study. Uh, can you imagine Ivanka Trump as her successor? <laughs> Well, there are a lot of names being thrown out. I don't know why the Ivanka Trump thing seemed to fly so much on these on social media. She certainly laughed at the possibility, but it's not impossible that she at some point would take some role. There's also national security, former national security advisor Dina Powell who is a, uh, a born in Egypt, Coptic Christian, American citizen, needless to say, who left the administration as Deputy National Security Council, um, advice, National Security Advisor in February to work in the private sector. Um, she's very popular, and it would put another woman in. There's also Rick Grinnell, who's the current ambassador to Germany, and um, that might soothe some ruffled feathers with the LGBT community because uh, the, the, the White House and the USUN, where Nikki runs the shop, had just given a December deadline to partners of um, same-sex yes. uh, partners of UN staff. And so Rick Rennell is openly gay. He's, uh, he's the current UN ambassador to... Germany, where he's um, ruffling some feathers in Germany, and he was Ambassador John Bolton's aide-de-camp, so um, he might very well want to come back. There's also a few um, other people that are being mentioned, Lindsey Graham, but he seems to want to continue yeah. in his role and run for re-election, so we'll see. Um, there are a lot of, this has become... There are a lot of people who are interested, and that's because this has become such um, a higher visibility yeah. role than it ever was. Well, despite the demeaning of the U.N., it's still interesting. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. has become a much bigger deal in recent years, decades. Got to ask you, though, uh, speaking of Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell, Nikki Haley, let's see, what have they all had in common, either uh, U.N. ambassador or secretary of state, and uh, uh, people who are not old white guys who are Republicans, and they've often had much greater public approval across the ideological spectrum, but never any of them has run for president. And it's not widely believed that they would get the nomination on the Republican side if any of them ever tried. Right, because the U.S. ambassadors to the U.N. from um, Cordell Hull on have principally been political appointments from the Foreign Service establishment, but um, or political appoint—I mean, one or the other, either from Foreign Service or political appointments of someone with a lot of foreign policy experience. And um, Haley is in this newer vein of someone who was a governor and is a politician at heart. And so you even saw her after. You and I talked at the time, but after the General Assembly at the U.N. annual meeting laughed at the president, she said, no, they were laughing with him. So she is trying to keep the Republican base supporting her, but carve out her own space. And so that's where I think she's uh, she's probably got a pretty smart move, unless yeah. there was something else behind the resignation. No, she has her way. Okay, well, we may find out in uh, days to come. i got to say, though, just talk about fate in one's political career. If it were not for a certain governor of South Carolina who went AWOL, disappeared, chasing his mistress in 
Argentina, she <laughs> right. never would have become the governor. And if she had never become the governor, she wouldn't have become U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and wouldn't be this widely known and respected figure. You know, Well, that's absolutely <laughs> true. A previous uh, governor is now the head of the World Food Program, uh, David Beasley. So, uh, yeah, serendipity always plays a role, Alan. Leave it there. All right, Dr. Pamela Falk, thank you so much. Absolutely.